Yeah, so I mean, we're definitely really excited to have you on. Uh, congrats on the win, first off. Um, Thank you. Can you, so kind of what were, what were your expectations going into the season, right? So did you, like, going in, were you like, I, I think I have a pretty good chance at this? Did you have no idea what to expect? Or... It was a total, yeah, it was a total mix. I was like, I had a lot of perspectives depending on the moment. So one was like, oh, my God, I'm 41 years old. Am I going to be able to do this? I might just get whooped. You know, I look on YouTube and I see Derek and CT and other people just like slamming people and eliminations. I'm just like, I'm just going to be toasted. And then the other side of me is like, you can do this, man. You could win this. This is a mountain to climb and it's a crazy, unusual situation to go try socially because I don't know anybody, but just uh, I like those weird challenges like that. So for me, it was the, an opportunity. So then the other side of me was going, you could do this, man. You could win this. Win it. Don't think about losing. Don't think about getting hurt. Just win. And if you think about losing, you've already lost. And so I actually got a little journal and I wanted to write in the journal. And I have like day one of the challenge. I just wrote, I will win this. Yeah. And wow. I mean, I feel like keeping like a good positive attitude like that is definitely very essential, especially like in that type of atmosphere, right? So um, did you have a good idea of who was going to be on this season before you came on? I guess that's one question. Then two, out of those people that you did hear that would be on, did you have like established relationships at all? You know what I mean? Or were you kind of like a blank slate? Yeah, I was pretty blank slate. I mean, even people from my show, I haven't kept in contact with. I knew I could build relationships kind of quick and I love meeting new people and I thought it'd be fun to meet them, but tracking them down is hard. So Derek, what was it? It was through, actually it was through Kendall. Kendall and I had connected on Twitter and I had never met her. I really known much about her, but we wound up uh, DMing each other and then it was big easy. She's and, and so I, I wound up talking to big easy and he would just welcome me in, in a really cool way. And we became friends just for like an hour on the phone. And then it was Derek. I called Derek and was like, hey, man, you doing this? And people don't really want to, you know, show all their cards or whatever. And I knew Derek had a strategy and I couldn't trust him um, just because <laughs> I know he's a winner. I mean, I assume, yeah, I assume so, him and Mark Long had lunch with everybody, right? Or at least tried to. <laughs> they never like tried with me. I actually didn't really? know that. I didn't think that. I thought Derek, I know because he's interviewed everybody that like he has an in. Um, so I knew quickly that he would be a good guy to know. Big Easy knows how to just, he's a social dude. So I needed to get to know him. He was my way. And I called Anissa. She answered the phone once. That was cool. And it was, we just, I was uh, awkward because I've seen her recently on the show and everything. So I was like, hey, Anissa, I'm a fan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were on a show once before, but we never talked, actually, which was funny. We were on the Battle of the Sexes, and she was like, it was when it was a big, big cast, and so she was with the other side of the crew, and I, so was I. And she was great, though, and I just asked her some stupid, nerdy questions, and um, she answered. She was great. She's like, you can't wear any logos, and you can't wear, if your underwear has logos on the band, they'll take that away, too. You know, she just, she like big-sistered me right away, which was kind of cool. That is neat. So along those lines, one of the things that we felt watching this season was we felt like we were missing pieces of the overall puzzle of what was happening in the game itself. Um, 
it seemed like they cut out a lot of political maneuvering that could have been happening. Would you say that's accurate? And what is something that we as viewers missed that you wouldn't have picked up on watching the show? Yeah, well, a couple of things. I might be the wrong guy to ask when it comes to all that knowledge. There are some people like Jemmy or maybe Hesela. They are very much in tune with what might be happening. Uh, who's talking about what, when? Okay. They're really good at that. Beth was also really like always trying to figure out who's talking about really? what. Derek a little bit too. Um, me, I was the opposite. I wasn't running around going, what are you saying? Who are we doing? What was going on? Part of it is the reason I think, so I was privy to some political maneuvering, of course. And then when there's cameras shooting, they're privy to even less of that political maneuvering because they're not just on all the time. We have mics on, but there's 22 of us. There's not 22 cameras everywhere. So it happens off script or off, you know, out of the frame a lot of times too. And it's not that any of us were trying to do stuff away from the cameras. In fact, that's kind of cool is that I think all of us are very comfortable, pretty comfortable with our lives on camera. So we were happy to like have the camera around or like, you know, they had just asked us, production had asked us, if you're going to talk game, let us know. Cause you know, we just, we want to catch it. And, and we were all cool about that. We're like, yeah. So like some people be like, I'm going to talk game, catch it right now. I'm talking to Derek and I'm going to ask him to part with me. So you can turn that camera on right now. So in a lot of ways, it was like professionals working with professionals from the production side to the reality cast side. But that said, I think there's still a lot of whispering that just happened. I mean, there's a bunch of different whisperings that happened that I didn't know until way later. Like even after I'd won, Easy was like talking to Mark. He's like, yeah, man, we had the numbers, man. We had the numbers. We came in strong. Mark, you came in super strong. And this is after I won. I was like, what do you mean by that? Well, how many numbers you got? <laughs> like, what did you have? You know, let, let, me, let me in on this. Um, and I still, I still don't know who is sort of with who. And it kind of moved around a little bit because I feel like everybody, everybody had the confidence to just vote with their gut too. Hmm. Being sort of, uh, you know, as experienced as we are, I think a lot of people came in not feeling like, oh my God, I need to really tighten up with an alliance so that I might be able to win because I might lose. Everyone came in and was like, I'm going to sort of feel this out. I got my people with me, behind me, but like, if, if shit goes down, we can all fend for ourselves. People felt that way. I think there was a general strength around that, mm -hmm. which was good. You and mentioned I, being I, um, experienced, like with the cast and stuff. One thing we all noticed was how quickly you guys all acclimated back to being on TV, even though some of you guys haven't been on in so long. Like, it's so noticeable when people, like, on a fresh meat season or a bloodline season would come on and haven't been on TV before. They just don't really know how to, like, talk in front of a camera. With you guys, there was, like, no issues with that. Was that a concern coming in, or you just knew it would come natural? I didn't know what to think. Yeah, everyone jumped in. I mean, I think they'll also show – I mean, I guess there's probably a lot of awkward moments, too, that you just don't see. <laughs> so in that regard, like, they, I'm thankful that – production like wants to show us shining you know or whether whether or, or some special moment whether it's dramatic or whether it's happy or sad whatever they'll catch us in a special moment as opposed to just like an awkward moment um but yeah everyone just jumped in i mean people send to tend to set the pace tech jumped in and he's just like he prefers to be in front of the camera than like eating food you know so that dude is just on point you know and other people jumped in and I follow their lead, you know, um, 
that was what I that's what I was doing. I kept like always looking at the cameras, which was really funny. It was total rookie move, you know. You're just like, look, oh, <laughs> camera right there. Um, sorry, guys, uh, but you know, everyone just jumped on out the gate. I felt the same way in terms of like, wow, these people really came to play. I think the difference is also is that in the past we had all either been or played with rookies at, that are like basically teenagers. They don't know what to do with their reality TV self and what the world's going to do with whatever they do present them with. The opposite was true with us where people that all that we were all living with, they know what 20 years of, I don't know, telling a lie really means or what 20 mm -hmm. years of, you know, big easy nearly dying in a final, like that stuff follows us forever. So yeah. that responsibility came, um, came with everybody. So they were really excited to bring their best, uh, bring their best game, I think. So I was impressed all the time. I yeah, met Katie, she's amazing. That woman can, she, she can tell story. I'll just sit around the fire and hear her. She doesn't just tell stories, she acts them out. She's got like full on characters, you know, <laughs> late into the night. Um, a woman who, you know, has got a bunch of brothers, she, she's tough. And uh, it was, that was cool. I just met a lot of new people and they just brought the heat. And I just, uh, in the beginning, I've noticed, I see my face on the show and I'm kind of like, like deer in headlights, like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> so have you been, yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of just like makes the experience more enjoyable for everyone to be a part of, right? You guys had like a good group of people that were able to be on the season. Um, so had you... Had you been trying to be on seasons in between Battle of the Sexes and Now? Or Not once. I, I, well, I was, went right into graduate school. And, and I started a nonprofit uh, in San Francisco. And um, I've been working in affordable housing and just housing in general and architecture. So my career had just been taking off and, and more and more. So the idea of leaving just got difficult. So I was really just fulfilling uh, every every day that I wanted to do, it was pretty lucky. And then my wife proposed to me in 2004. That was cool. Um, we are married in 2006, and uh, just life picked up. So I don't know if it would have been I would have been able to go um, anyway. And so it just happened sort of without me. I mean, I think maybe they were done with me. John Murray said it like a couple of years ago. He was like, you know, you guys are kind of like fruit. You know, there's like the the ripening of the fruit. There's the ripe fruit and there's the rotten fruit. <laughs> and I was like, are you calling me rotten fruit? Okay, well, you call me rotten fruit. Let's go. Maybe should, let's bring me on one of these shows and let's see what happens. Well, it's, see what happens. yeah, it seems like that has been the, um, and obviously we don't know any of the people that you've interacted <laughs> with in production, but it has seemed like the general attitude towards a lot of the old schoolers <laughs> like yourself has been a, hey, we're getting away from that. Well, they brought you all back and it's been almost a unanimous, a unanimous opinion that we've encountered of fans of the show that All-Stars has been the best season in a very long time of the show. And to, to us, it is 100% due to the cast and the way you guys brought it and played the game this time. No, thanks. Yeah, we didn't know what we were going to get. You know, we knew it was lower budget. That's, I, all Mark Long said was, we don't have the budgets of the usual challenge. And... Um, and we're not going to be as like severe in some of the intensity of the challenges, probably. And he said that way before, like the things got picked, picked before he got isolated from it all from production. So he said that early. Um, I think he was just being hopeful and he was wrong. 
But <laughs> I was about to say, you guys did a legit final. Yeah, or the first mission. The first mission seemed killer. Yeah, the first mission was apparently they didn't expect, no one expected it to go down like that, you know. Um, yeah, it was wild. I, I, and I, yeah, I thought I'd be going home on that one. But then I showed up and it was like, here we go. I actually got, I got, a, I got some skin in the game here and um, I got really excited. And I was like, now I'm a target. I didn't think I'd be a target. And like immediately I was like, now I'm a target. Now I got to play this game. What are we going to do? Um, but yeah, it was a surprise. It was a lot of surprises for us. I didn't know. So I knew it was going to be low budget, lower budget. They said, like, we don't get the explosions and the other, you know, Great. you might not get as many helicopters. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But I, we, I didn't know. And then I didn't know what it was going to shake out as. And I'm just glad we are just as impressed as what I've seen. And a lot of the fans are impressed. It was like, wow, everyone brought their A game. Um, thanks to the casting, they worked really hard around everyone's schedules to bring on people who are going to bring their A game. They did pretty legitimate interviews with us to sort of see where we're at. I mean, I think because it's a big risk for them. And then um, everyone brought their A game. What was cool too, that was production brought their A game. So the people behind the cameras were old school reality TV people who had paved the way. So they also... I think from an editing perspective, from the music perspective, there was just this momentum that everyone was like, let's show the world that this idea has legs and see what it grows into. So I'm thankful to be like a part of that little gar- like experimental garden. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? it def- like Trace mentioned it, and I think we all agreed, like this is definitely like an unmitigated success. Um, so, I mean, I, it, would, it, it definitely seems like Hopefully they let this continue to grow. Would you be interested in going on another one? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I've I had fun. I had a great time. I'd go again. And you know, it's never the same story twice. That's all I want to say. Is you know, you can't do the challenge the same way. Maybe bananas feels differently that you can do it the same way and get the same result. But I don't think these days you can. You've got to reinvent every single time so what i'm most excited about is to be see what it's like cooking with a completely different set of ingredients every time so whatever we cook up that'll be different that's exciting so you would also i've heard you talk in another podcast i can't remember which one it was about how there was definitely the ethos that went forward of we're going to keep the strong people around and we want the people that are around in the house to be uh, people that perform well, right? How did that really start? Um, was Hisella. that person's Hisella? Okay. It was actually Hisella, um, which, which is interesting because she's such, obviously she's proven to be this dynamic person. Like, oh, she's so, she's so good. Oh no, but she's kind of bad. Oh, but she's got strategy. Oh, but she's kind of sweet and merit-based and egalitarian. Oh no, she's not. Is like, you know, she's, she's got game. And um, it came from her. It was the first challenge after the first challenge. She was like, all right, y'all, I got a plan. Here's the idea. It's about merit. And, you know, and it, it really was working. That was her game. That was her pitch that she wanted to play. And some of us talked about that sooner, but she was the first person to sort of put it into motion because she had the lifesaver and got on, on after the first challenge. So she got to have some power to put it into place. But Latarian talked about it with me. Uh, Kendall talked about it with me. I was right next to Hesella during quarantine. And so we would go out on our little balconies 
and look and talk to each other. Oh, really? And that was where we got to compare game two. And I learned about her family and I learned about her life and her kids and, and um, all that she's been through. And um, we got to share. And I, that was what we also talked about. We sort of started to hatch the idea of coming up with a new gameplay that isn't just about like hacking people down to get to the top. And we knew that that might not work for too long, but let's work it as long as we can. It's funny, you mentioned Kendall being involved sort of in that planning. Was there a reason she was like such public enemy number one in the house? Like I, we didn't see anything on the show that would have made her seem like she should be so reviled in the house. I thought she seemed pretty pleasant. So. I know, poor Kendall, you know, she does so well in the, these illuminations. And, um, and she's sweet and she's nice. She's caring. She's honest. Um, those are real qualities about her. Um, but I th- say in the house as a group, there's just times where like, it's, it's a really weird thing. When we're all as a group, there's this sort of social pressure to stay within the group. And if you aren't, like if you're by yourself or with one other person, it very quickly can kind of alienate you because you're not part of the conversation that's going on of the day. And the conversation is very important. It's about like, is this merit-based? Is it not? Are we voting off the strong people? Are we not? Um, we're reading each other and learning from each other about who we are a lot allying with. And is Kendall like either out doing yoga or like, um, I don't know, just not always being with the pack. It, it, I think it became easy to sort of, scapegoat her in a way as like someone who didn't perform on the jumping mission on the the falling in the water mission you know things like that um that's all i don't you know that's all i think she's she's cool she's she's totally cool yeah i mean we do see that sometimes where people can kind of get pushed to the side when they're performing well in the eliminations and stuff just because it makes them seem like they could be you know harder to beat down the line and then also if you have like a social reason to kind of push them outside that's usually what happens yeah, there's a weird popularity contest thing going on. And for the people who are really talking a lot, they're the ones pushing around these big ideas. And, you know, frankly, it's Hisella when we were doing the trivia and Kendall didn't jump and Kendall was supposed to be voted in. That's Hisella's idea. And why is that Hisella's idea? Because Hisella would have otherwise been, been the, if she, if Hisella stuck to her plan of like merit-based you know stuff she would have been the one to go in because she was like the one of the first ones to fall and to not get anything right so she quickly kind of twisted it and was like no kendall's the one who didn't perform the best so then every she rallied all the votes for that and so you know it just the social game moves really fast and kendall is not one to really she hates conflict so if there's shit is going down she's like out of the room so that's tough because if shit is going down and you left the room, then it's just, you're not there to, to be, to, to help strengthen the team. And yeah. if you're not there to help train the team, well then what the fuck? So, yeah. <laughs> so since we're talking about Kendall, we want to bring this up because the, the, this season of all stars gave us the most shocking elimination result that we've seen in a long time when big easy and Hasella won <laughs> What was it like being in the house watching that unfold? Because the, what we saw on television was a lot of shocked faces as that started happening. Tell us about what was going down and what was your all reaction to it afterwards. We were tripping. I mean, so on a bigger pick scale, we were surprised at what was happening every other day. It was exciting. You know, you go, I noticed everyone, there's like a trend of like 
getting first place in a challenge, anyone who had the lifesaver actually wound up at the bottom, the next challenge and wound up in elimination even later. So it was like the lifesaver, like people, people, the roller coaster was wild, right? They went from being first and being immune to then going in, you know, and then Kendall had the lifesaver and then she was going in and Mark had the lifesaver and Mark went in. His seller had the lifesaver. She went in. It was always up and down. And so we were always getting surprised. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen, which is just the exciting thing. Nothing was predictable. Um, we're all thankful for that. I think it was fun. So when, with Big Easy, though, I would have bet on Big Easy. Really? Um, really? Yeah. I mean, he was my roommate, and that dude came prepared. I mean, not only – his mental game was on point, like the puzzles – and all that, like, he is on point. And then his physical abilities are totally on par. Like, he, he can hang. He can totally hang. So, um, he, he and he shined then. That wasn't a big surprise to us. I Well, to me, because, I mean, also, he's my roommate. So, I was, like, I kept him hydrated for 24 hours. We kept him, kept him like, literally bring him food and stuff. I mean, when someone's about to go into elimination, we have, like, a day prior and of downtime. So, um, we take care of them, you know, and in this case, uh, I took care of easy and he was not, that dude didn't have one ounce of nerves in his body. He was ready. That's I mean, awesome. of course he could have lost, but, um, he, had, he was ready to win. I mean, and then he, it was so, he was so confident even that's why he was talking shit to Nehemiah the night before and he was drinking <laughs> beers and stuff too. Cause I was like, damn, easy is not fucking around. And he was that way. Most of the, most of the time we were there, he was like, I came to play y'all. I came to prove some shit and that's what I'm going to do. That's awesome. It's, yeah. It's funny with yeah. him. And then with his cello, who, I mean, it's like crawling around on the ground and level elimination with the hurt ankle and stuff. Um, and then season, it seems like a lot of the big characters who stood out this season weren't people who had been on like recently, like you were obviously a big standout tech, Estella. Was that something you guys kind of like realized coming in that some of these people just really were happy to be back on TV that hadn't been on? Yeah. I mean, I really, that was like a Mark thing, I guess. And part of his pitching this, this group, you know, I always wondered how I was going to fit in. Estella wondered how she was going to fit in, but she came in with like a lot of preparation. She, she prepares a lot and her political game and everything was all, kind of buttoned up i think she's she's like that i was ready to freestyle it and just make friends as i go and learn as i go um mark was just ready obviously he showed up just like flexing all the time and just like ready to make tv he's like how can we make tv we're giving this to the fans i'm using the lifesaver what else can we do that's just gonna gonna make this thing exciting to watch um so yeah, it was a mix. It was a mix of people who showed up to play like that. Some people really knew what they were doing, and others, others just came. I'd say I was in the middle. I was a little bit more focused on winning than on like making entertaining television. I, that was second to me. Um, so everyone's a little different. Some people don't. They didn't think they were going to win. They didn't even plan on winning, but they knew this was an opportunity to just reconnect with the fans represent themselves to the world try something new you know they were just ready for the experience so i would imagine that the the show now is radically different than kind of just the experience of being on the show now compared to you when you were on the battle of the sexes is significantly different what were some some of the things that really stood out to you as being like noticeably different like what was what, what was something that jumped out about you 
And then what was something that was kind of still the same that surprised you, if there were any? Yeah, that's a good question. I got to think about it for a minute. Um, we could come back to it too. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I want to give you. I want to come up with something that I that I that I know about. Um, I had never met TJ before, and so that's just a different Experience. tone. Yeah. It's just a different tone to how things are. Um, obviously, then Justin Booth is one of the you know the the guy the man behind the curtain, and there are other important women behind the curtain too, Julie Peasy and others that are making this thing this secret special sauce uh they've leveled up their games a lot so it was a, i think in a lot of ways it was totally new because in the, back in the day we were an experiment like I, we really felt like a bunch of little lab rats in an experiment and they're gonna do this and they try this and they try the voting but the, that didn't totally work so then they're like okay let's do eliminations so that people can fight their way back because all the good people were getting voted off and there was like constant tweaking of the old back in the day. And back in the day also, we felt like we were really pioneering something nobody's seen before. And we didn't know the gravity of it all, but um, or the, the sort of lasting power of it all, but um, we knew that. This time is different, I do, I do believe. I think it's just way more sophisticated. There are many, many seasons to study, many of which much of the cast had already been on. So there's just like back then we were flying with no instructions. And now I feel like there's like 10 opinions on how to fly this ship. And so, yeah, I think it's just a lot of new ways to slice it. So um, that was probably answer. the biggest change. That's a good answer. So had you kept up with the show since you had not been on? Like, or, and like when you knew that you on, did you, did you watch some, watch some seasons to kind of like prep or? Is that part of your process? I I, so I don't have like a whole free hour to do that. Like I <laughs> like I would watch them. I, I so then I did quickly. You know, um, I, they just got on. Uh, they were on Netflix, I think it was. And so I was like, yeah, going through as quick as I could. You know, seeing all the different things. But it's so much to absorb. I I was like, I'm not really gaining any strategy out of this. Um, so then I was on YouTube. YouTube had the good highlights there and, and then different, you know, different fans that have different accounts that kind of highlight things. So I looked at that at least. And that was when I um, started to learn a lot. So I, I had to pick up the ball and run with it after like July. I had like, I had like three months to learn what the hell I was getting into, lose 25 pounds, um, get in shape and find someone that can take care of my children and, and help my wife um, put all my architecture projects on hold. Like I had just, that was, that was what I was doing. It was really like three months. I didn't have a, so then I just gave up on the social game. I figured if you really need to, need to study these people, you got to watch like hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage. I was like, damn, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks like you did okay. You, you were able to keep yourself out of elimination the whole time. I know his seller at the end was kind of talking about like people having to prove himself, like he come up and go into the elimination. Was that like persistent throughout the season or did that just kind of come up right at the end? No, I mean, Katie was going to bring me in too. My name was on the docket a number of times. Katie talked to me and was like, it's you or LT. And um, Darrell always had really good advice. Um, and some of the advice was never roll the dice in the arena. 
You just don't. I was like, man, but that shit looks fun, man. Like, it looks fun. Like, me and Derek, man, can we just, like, pole wrestle in the grass and just see what happens? And it's like, he's like, don't. He's like, you don't roll the dice, man. You never know what the hell's going to happen. And that was weird because I felt like I was sitting on my hands the whole time because I wanted to challenge people to fun things and just have, you know, see what my abilities are against them. And we were all interested in that. But don't risk it in the arena. So then, yeah, I was like, hey, hey, don't um, try not to go in. Now, if I have to go in, I'm going in. We're good. I mean, I I was ready to bring Mark in with me because we were doing this whole, like, if you get thrown in, you get to pick somebody. I was like, I'm picking Mark. Sorry, Mark, but you're coming with me. Um, but it never happened, so that's fine. I was like, if I go out, I'm going out with a bang. Or if I win, I'm winning with a bang. But that's just how we got to do this. For sure. So one thing that I want to ask you, too, about All-Stars is when you start that final, was there a point where you were like, oh, I'm the guy to beat now? Like, was there like a transition point where – it went beyond the mentally I'm going to win this to the, Oh my gosh, I'm actually going to win this for you. I didn't only no, I didn't let myself feel, feel that actually, because mm. even when I crossed the finish line, I had, a, I had to ask TJ a couple of times and this is an error, but I'd ask him if it really was the finish line. I just didn't believe it because I know in any of these finals, you never know what's going to happen. I don't care how good you are, how athletic you are, how mentally prepared you are, how much you ate the night before, whatever it is that you think you got, like you can go down with the stupidest little thing. And so I never let up. I didn't, I never, I didn't, I just was grinding. It's a mindset. And I was just grinding the whole time. I just never, never let up. And that's why I was like, I still got more gas in the tank. It's like my mindset was ready to go more because I was like, TJ's just going to throw more and more and more. And we had been doing it for a month where every day there's a new thing you got to be ready for. And um, that's the wildest part about it is it's like, oh, yeah, fine. You see people kayaking. Oh, yeah, fine. We're riding bikes. But the idea of not knowing what it is or how long it is is actually the biggest, the biggest thing in all of it so um that that really was the biggest factor as the is the unknown mm. and so i just was like i'm still in the unknown I, I don't believe nothing i don't believe anything he says or anybody says is there something i have to do i'm gonna do it let's go yeah, i thought like, oh, oh god it's crazy no i was gonna say the eating like the eating part like oh i didn't gosh. know i could ever do that i had no clue <laughs> like i you couldn't pay me to eat an anchovy I just don't mess around with like, uh, you know, weird food at all. And so I thought I would wind up looking like Fessy or something and couldn't eat it. But I just was in that mindset of like, oh my God, just go, just go, just go. I didn't know I had it in me. Wait, so is that just the move kind of like mentally block yourself out of it and then just keep going until you're done? With the food? Yeah. The trick is have Ruthie next to you. Ruthie was an amazing supportive partner. I didn't know what to do. I was throwing up and they make you eat it again. Like you can't just throw it up on the ground. You have, you can't leave it again. Yeah. You have to eat it. I was eating oh what I threw up. Like you, well, cause they inspect the ground cause they don't want cheating. Right. The idea of like, Oh, I'm going to chew this yeah. up and then bar. Can't do that. And um, Ruthie was like, man, we got this. We're good. She's like, this is, this is good. She's like, I'm, my family would eat this. This is, t- it's cooked well. And she was just casual. And, and I was like, okay, Ruthie. Okay. And I literally, I looked at her probably like five different times. I was like, Ruthie, 
if you just um, give me some words of confidence here, what else, what's a good strategy here? Because this is so hard. And she would just be like, here's what you do. And she goes, take a piece of the something that you taste kind of good, take a piece of the worst tasting thing and you mix them together and put them in your mouth. She was like, so chill. And I was like, okay. <laughs> they don't, you don't see any of that, but like she was, yeah. she was great. And then from then on, it was like showtime. I mean, I could just go and I was going. Sweet. Yeah. I'm barf talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's probably one of the moments that you don't relive very often or you don't want to try and think about. Yeah. Uh, would you have any interest in being on the main show? Yeah. If, yeah. I, I'm interested. I mean, it's a different, it's a different animal. But what I've seen of the main show, um, I mean, I think I can hold my weight. You know, I'm not saying that I would go and, oh, I got a way to win. I'm going to win. I could beat everybody. That's always, like I said, it depends on the, the mix of the group and the, the, the hour of the day. But to show up and, and feel confident in who I am and what I could do and, and, and the, the, the ally I could be, yeah. I think I can show up. I love to meet some of those folks. I love to hear from them about their strategy and what they, how they approach this, what it means to them and being there. And um, I learn a lot real fast. And so I, I enjoy that. I think I enjoy that. That's what it would be. Maybe I get sent home. Maybe I don't, but um, I think I, I definitely would throw my hat in the ring and see, uh, see what shakes out. I mean, I'd go nuts and give it my all just like everyone else does. Yeah, I mean, I think if you sub you and Kellyanne in the final that happened on Double H, I definitely think you guys would have been competitive at least, right? Like, you, I'm sure you felt very comfortable watching the Double H's final. Like, okay, I could definitely do this. Oh, yeah, and I, I want to. You know, I see that stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to try that. Oh, I want to try that. Oh, they got to jump out of a plane. I want to do that. They got picked <laughs> up by a helicopter. Shit, I want to do that. Like, the, the, the diving thing was amazing. They were using those underwater little tank things. I want one of those. So... I'm inspired to give it a go. Um, and then socially to meet those cats too. You know, I'm not anti-drama and I'm not anti-conflict. I think conflict and drama is where a lot of reality TV sort of came from. And, um, and I think a lot of what they have to share or offer is like their real selves and their real opinions. That's cool. I, I, I welcome that. I'm, I'm in, you know, and I got real opinions to share too. So I think I could, uh, I could swim with those fish. Sweet. Well, yeah. I go ahead, we, Devin. Sorry. I think we all think that you would uh, do pretty well. Um, you mentioned you, you mentioned that you lost some weight before you went on the show, and then I feel like I heard in another podcast kind of what you did for training. You said you did a lot of like mobility training, r- running around lakes and stuff. Would you change wh- how you trained going into the next one, or would do you think kind of like what you did was like a perfect match for kind of what the season of All Stars was? Or do you think there was something that you could kind of like help fill in the gaps with? Yeah. I mean, trivia, man, that's my downfall. (laughs) I got to get hip to some trivia. And uh, I was studying like hell though. Um, When I was on the show, I was studying trivia too. And Darrell would share. I taught him, I showed him and Jemmy like some tricks in the math stuff and then Darrell shared with me like his entire list of all the seasons and the orders and then we'd memorize I'd memorize those um I would do a lot more of the same I mean I feel like I only got 20 percent of the way there I had two and a half months to do it I mean we signed the contract 20 days before I got on a plane so like it was quick for everybody 
Um, I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, John A got the call 20 days before she got on the plane, like out of the blue. Wow. And showed up. So like, it was all fast paced, you know, everything was really fast. So if I had a little more time, I would, um, I'd get more sleep. I would definitely be be a bit more fit. I mean, these are just excuses for anybody in life and any excuse we can find to be a little, a little bit better in shape. I'll take it, you know? Yeah. So that's, so it's just somebody from MTV being America reaches out and says, Hey, you want to come do this? You got, you have 30 days to get your stuff together and get ready to go. Yeah, they don't tell you anything. So they have a casting agent <laughs> that just calls and says, is this block of time available for you? We are in, you're on the list of consideration. And then um, you say, okay, it kind of is. I could shift things around. <laughs> and then they just say, we can't tell you anything else. We'll send you a contract. We don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're going until I receive the itinerary and I get the itinerary the day of departure they do tell us a little bit about the weather yeah so just you can pack the right kinds but of they're like lip sealed. i think it's also who told me this i think it was Derek. i think because it's like in game show legal world potentially there's like major legal implications of them aiding anybody's anybody's win along the way so if they tell me who's on it or tell me where it is or any of that that's unfair so they're really careful about not being unfair. How did but we're just on the internet. Long- you know, Kendall is a great sleuth. Kendall, others too. They're just like on the internet. What is it? Where is it? What is it going to be? What are we going to do? Yeah. Checking in with us probably on other podcasts. <laughs> like, hey, what do you guys know anything about what's coming up on this? Yeah. And then there's rumors too, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, I mean, Easy sent me like a link to a house that he thought it was going to be. He's like, I think this is our house. Was he right? Um, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and I was like, and I am back. I go back. I'm like, dude, is this really? You think it's going to be it? And he's like, it's just my hunch. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, I know we're running short on time. So I would be remiss if I did not ask this question. Um, I'm going to put you in the wayback machine. 21 years for Challenge 2000. What was it like spending several weeks on a road trip with Timmy? Because Timmy is one of the most, in our opinion, beloved cast members that has ever done the show. He always came across as warm, extremely funny, and extremely kind, but a little sneaky too. And everybody seems to have their Timmy story. So what is your Timmy story, if you can think of one? So, well, just to go way back, I'm so far back that I actually wasn't on the road with Timmy. It's easy to mix up. Oh, I messed that up? Oh, goodness. I yeah, that you're portraying our show's name here, Trey. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I but thought I had done my research. I brought, up Timmy. Though, right? I brought up Timmy before, but I, and I know Timmy, because um, we were on Battle of the Seasons together. I That's forget. right. Season okay. And so we're connected that way. Gotcha. And I have uh, my only experience with Timmy is three days down it was battle of the sexes so it's in battle of the sexes they first introduced voting that was the first time they ever introduced voting and well survivor did voting and then voting was introduced on our challenge show and the top three people get to vote that place i was fourth place with veronica at the time in our challenge our first challenge day three 
And Timmy is the one that sent me home. Yep. <laughs> and so he was the first shot out the gate. I was the first person voted off of the challenge. And that was from Timmy. And I was feeling pretty damn strong in the house. I got fourth place out of like 16 friggin' places to get. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, I'm sorry. Yes, you're a good guy. We drew straws. I had the short straws, so I'm going to deliver the bad news. You're going home. <laughs> how I know Timmy. So we've got some friendship building to, to do. To do, um, yeah. I was pissed. And apparently he went on to do well, and he's an awesome, lovable, likable guy. I want to get to know him, that side of him, but um, yeah. I might be that weird guy with the vendetta on the next show. <laughs> We would take that pairing personally, but any, uh, joke, any joke and fun reason to compete, I'm game. You know, and yeah. Darrell and I are competing all the time. I mean, we're like, we're in the Air Force, we're like racing in lines, <laughs> you know, com- cutting lines to beat each other at the passport check-in spot. That's just the fun of it all. That's awesome. Did, did you beat him at the passport check-in like you beat him up the mountain too, or uh, did <laughs> I did? I beat him a number of times. It was good. Uh, beat him. Yeah, we have fun. Derek will jump in the mix too. He he has fun sort of racing around the airport or wherever, or the hell we have to do. We'll, we'll race. He, he likes the competition. So in that, in that same season with Timmy, where he sent you home, um, what was your reaction to Baloo bringing her baby in the house that season? Like, oh, was- so you remember that then? That was crazy because she didn't just bring her baby. She brought her baby out to the bar. we didn't see that we didn't see that on tv (laughs) yeah this is a bar in mexico to late hours but she was like i'm european y'all this is how we do it we bring our kids i was just in shock because (laughs) i I would just i wasn't a parent at the time i don't know what the hell was going on um she was like we didn't mess with baloo she had a strong opinion about it all and she was cool with it she was like hey this is how we do it it was fine i mean it was loud i mean i hope that child now has good hearing still right <laughs> but um you know it was a little crazy i mean everyone's doing shots like next to the baby in this little seat thing you know um like i said it was an experiment you know there, yeah. there was there's just choices made back then that they were just throwing they were spitballing ideas um even though it seemed like the season it had matured pretty far to even have the challenges i remember i thought were like a a mature evolution, a maturity of evolution from just like reality TV, real world road rules. And, but even still now looking back, like, Oh my God, we were just a little experiment. Yeah. You have gotten some really cool seasons to be on. Like even your origin season with semester at sea. Um, how, how many different countries did you guys travel to on that season? It was a lot, right? Yeah, we did 10 countries and we did Ten. one direction around the world and every country we did a mission. And so that was just amazing because you'd like uh, be on your way to Cuba and we're like pulling into the port of Cuba and then someone steps on the boat and they're like, you know, somebody really important in Cuba and they welcome us, take us to their house and then we go do some crazy challenge. I mean, it was, that was just nuts. And then you like, you pack up and say goodbye and give your hugs and say thank you three days later to this family you just lived with. And then you're like, oh, my God, we're on our way to Brazil. And then you go to Brazil. And then all these homeless children have a circus. And you have to perform in the circus with the homeless kids. It's just like, mm-hmm. keeps going. Um, ah, it was amazing. Changed my life. Totally changed yeah, my life. Yeah, so um, with Cuba, so my entire, so my grandmother emigrated from Cuba when she was, like, super mm-hmm. young. Um, and then my entire mom's side of the family is from there. 
And like, obviously, so we keep up a little bit with what's going on over there. I mean, there weren't many people at all that were going to Cuba probably at that time, right? Like, you guys we weren't, so that's there. right. Americans um, were not allowed to go to Cuba. Yeah. Um, the, our season of semester at sea, now there's 600 students studying abroad on this ship. They had negotiated on the itinerary for that ship to go to Cuba. And that was the first time this many Americans had arrived in Cuba since the 1963 Bay of Pigs invasion. Yeah. Like it was, it was Cuba really opening up its borders and being welcoming. Um, Bill Clinton was negotiating that. Um, and it was, that was cool. It was a big deal. I mean, and we got to be part of it. And then Veronica got to meet her family that she hadn't seen forever. Um, oh, it, was, it was a big deal. I'm curious, you know, it, things have been up and down since in terms of like their borders and the political relationships. Um, but it, it, every, every country we went to, it was a really unique political time. And, and it was great to just get a little window into it. We yeah, got moved by the co-ed baseball team. Really? 18 to 1. Wow. wow. I mean, they're, they're probably professionals. So they bat opposite-handed. It was like the YMCA. Oh, wow. It was like the local neighborhood club. They all bat opposite-handed and beat us 18 to 1. <laughs> was awesome. Were you, was it like, did you guys like take three members of production then? So you had a full nine-man lineup? Or what so doing? no, we actually had to do tryouts on the ship to, to get a full team. And so we actually had, <laughs> we were on the ship. And I mean, there's all these different, you know, people in college that a lot of them were on baseball teams and stuff. They were damn good. And um, we're like throwing grounders to them on the deck of the boat. And they're like, they're, um, they're having fun. And we picked our team from the ship. Yeah, not as good as the Cubans, though, apparently. Not as good as even like a quarter of a Cuban. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's what I, so I know you're involved in like a lot of like... Um, like you talk about like affordable housing projects and stuff. I feel like a lot of people who have done that, like where they've just been to a bunch of different countries and then have just seen what different cultures like are like, that's a lot of what they take out of it. Like I know like going back to my grandmother for a second, she started what was called the early identification program at a university near me. So that like identified kids who came from underprivileged backgrounds and gave them mentorship and back to work out for middle school up through college. Um, so I feel like a lot of people who have had that experience end up doing stuff like that. I think that's a big part of why you did what you are now. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, there's a few things, but it was like traveling abroad. There's, of course, different sort of tracks you can travel abroad. Mm -hmm. There's the party track. There's the backpacker track. There's a mix of both. There's also like the the immersion track where you're trying to really kind of immerse yourself in a culture and learn about its people. Um, so there's a lot of different ways. And for us, there were a lot of times where we were in these situations where obviously like people just had no running water for like two miles. And so that I'll never forget. I mean, when, when I had my 19th birthday in South Africa in a little township um, that was really, really, really poor. And they threw my birthday party for me at a blast. It was amazing. Um, they heard it was my birthday and they like cut the grass with scissors cut the grass and oh got gosh. the sound system out and the neighbors came out and everything. And um, I'll just never forget the, the positivity that we were shown from people who have almost nothing um, except some pride and integrity. And um, that may, that does stick with me and for, it sticks with anybody, whether you're in the America or whether you're traveling abroad. I mean, it was inspiring in that way. So then, yeah, then from there I was like, well, I, I want to, I want to be able to share this opportunity with everyone else and make sure that we don't 
you know, I can't live live knowing that our friends in Brazil are still sleeping in the street. What mm-hmm. can we do about it? You know, I was 20 years old. So that was, that was the sort of question of the day. And then my, it was actually my family, my stepmother, who's a special education teacher. She was like, you don't have to go to Africa and feed the children if you want to help people, dude. She's like, you can do it here. She's like, in America, we have so many issues to tackle. We have poverty here. We have children going hungry here. We have, you know, lack of opportunities based on racism, systemic racism, all these things that like we can solve here. And then I was like, you're totally right. And this is really my stomping ground. Like I don't speak the local language in any other country. So in a lot of ways, this is where my impact might even be really high. Yeah, I feel like it never takes as much to make people happy as you think, like you see with the, with the having the birthday party thing going in the country, other countries. So I feel like that's a good thing you can take out of that. You're um, totally right. I went, yeah. so two days ago, I just went and built a tiny home for a guy living under the oh, freeway. Yeah. And um, it was awesome. I don't, ha- you know, normally do like high-end architecture. It's all modern and sleek and fancy. Make sure it all lines up. This is just like a dude who is experiencing homelessness and his house, his little tiny house was actually um, vandalized and the windows are broken. The door was ripped off and it was people dumped a bunch of junk all around it and he needed help. And so three other people and, and then they invited me. I showed up with all my tools and um, we helped fix it up. And like you said, it's just a simple thing, but it sort of keeps the fire alive in me. Mm-hmm. It helps me be grounded and just have good perspective on um, what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. No, it's really cool. Um, oh. As we kind of get some last questions in, uh, sure. one random one that we had was, what was it like to be at Puck's wedding uh, in sexes? Do you have any memories from that? Or... Oh, totally. Um, that was another thing. It was kind of like Baloo bringing the baby. A friend getting married was also like a big new deal for me. I didn't know. I don't think I've been to a wedding yet. Um, Puck was just amazing to have on the show. He was crazy. He was cool. He was really cool because I grew up watching him. So then I'm like there at his wedding. I grew up watching Puck going, I can do that. I know I can do it. I'm going to do one of those shows. And, uh, I, you know, he lived in San Francisco and was sort of the bike messenger, you know, tribe. So he, I looked up to him and he just was cool. He, he pulled, you know, he was like a little mentor to me in a way. Of course, he like has his fiery attitude and he's like ready to fight anybody. But um, he's very smart, very industrious. Um, we had fun, like making all our costumes for his wedding. One of the things Puck did that I thought was amazing because um, even back then, I mean, that was where we were voting. So you have to sort of build your value in the team. And I know Puck getting married was a way of sort of sticking around. We're not going to vote Puck off if he's like, if he's it's like, true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so people show up with these sort of like Beth was having a birthday. You know, there's sort of very convenient things that like keep everybody not wanting to send you home. But one of the things Puck did to make us also not want to send home, he's like, you guys, so we're stuck on this little thing in, in, the, in this little cove on the island. And um, he said, give me all of the free clothes that you're not going to wear. Because we used to get all these free clothes like in boxes oh, okay, yeah. and sponsorship stuff. And he took all the sponsorship stuff and he got in a paddle boat. He put that shit in the paddle boat and he paddled out. And we're not allowed to do this. Puck, he breaks all the rules. He paddled on paddle boat like out onto the horizon, out of sight. And he goes out and around to some other cove. And he came back like three hours later with this big bag 
full of seafood that had lobster, oh, shellfish, wow. and fish. On us, and two Jamaican dudes to barbecue it for us. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just like, it was like Survivor or something. You know, yeah. the dude was proving his worth, extremely resourceful. <laughs> he yeah. was awesome. Were the guys wearing the clothes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. We, we had all this. It was Old Navy, Aeropost style. There was like a bunch of stuff that we got. And um, yeah, Puck took it all. And I, like there was time. That's another thing. Like it was an experiment. And then production was like, yeah. oh, God, our cast just traded all of our clothes for food. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was also the last cast yeah. that was sponsored by a beer company, which kept the fridge full of only that beer. We had a fridge full of Red Stripe beer that just was always full. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that on our show when we recapped it. It was like, I feel like they <laughs> had the sponsorship because there's way too much Red Stripe. And the Red Stripe, we wound up, we used that as currency. So we were, I was able to hand those, you know, because it keeps showing up full. Well, let's just hand it out to the staff at the resort and, oh. and give them as thank yous and any tips. If they know what we're going to do tomorrow, I got Red Stripe for you. Also, they you like gave them two things of red stripe, and they would tell you what the mission was for the next day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, I feel like you can always have sponsorships. So. Now it's Under Armour. It's all Under Armour. Yeah. So yeah, I know, like back in the day, they would have like clips that were just of red stripe for like four seconds. It's like, okay, we know why you're showing us this for this long. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, then, and then, like, so, you know, 10 drunken arguments 10 shows later, they're like, maybe alcohol sponsorship is not the way to go. All right, well, we want to say thanks uh, for for jumping on. We really appreciate yeah, it. Sure. You didn't have to do it. Um, we all oh, want to have to do it. Yeah, we, uh, well, I, we appreciate your attitude, too. I mean, the more that, like, people are on the show are, like, open about, like, giving access, the more the show grows, um, helps mm. everyone involved, but, like, we want to say congrats uh, uh, to you for winning. Like, I mean, I think you were the perfect winner for this season. Um, the season, it really helped having a good winner like you be able to uh, pull it out at the end. So thanks for coming on and um, best of luck moving forward. We, we really Thanks for it. having me and thanks for all the love. This is just still the, the wild ride continues. I get to meet new people and, um, and just expand this whole idea around um, – the challenge and, and, and what we're doing. So thanks. Thanks for the interest and reach out anytime. You got my info. So for sure. All Great. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Maybe I'll see you again. Take care you guys.